And what I found is like the bigger you go, every once in a while, you, you have to break your business and then rebuild it to keep going to that next level. And when you think that you've got it all figured out, that's a real dangerous spot to be in. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, before we get into this week's episode, I've got something I am so excited to share with you guys. For the last couple of years, we've been recruiting and training virtual assistants for our private mastermind students, and we have now a officially open that up to the public. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant for your short-term rental business, then go to strsecrets.com slash VA and we will recruit, onboard, and train a VA for you. And if they don't save you at least 40 hours a month in admin work, then you don't pay. So I put a crazy guarantee on this because I've been testing this out for the last two years with our mastermind members. And I'm so confident that it works that if it doesn't, randomly work for you, I'm literally going to give your money back. So if you want more info on that offer, head over to strsecrets.com slash VA. And now let's get to this week's episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Tuesdays with Mike and Mike. What's going on, Mike? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I just got back last night from four days in California with my wife. Um, no kiddos. So it's a, it's a great weekend. Feeling, feeling refreshed this morning. Nice. You got to go out there with another couple. I saw a bunch of pictures that you got. Yeah. Yeah. We went out there with another couple uh, from here. They also have a young one. So yeah, it was a great time. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. How about you? It was good, man. It was, it was low key. I was planning on working on sanding the deck. And then uh, I realized I was like, what am I doing? Like Caden's going back to school tomorrow. I'm like, I'm just going to hang out with him. So spent a lot of time with him. And then, um, Took him to go see my parents yesterday, which was fun. They, they loved it. And my grandfather. I hadn't seen him in a while. And Caden's uh, a big fan of the hot dogs. That's like his go-to. And so there's this place near my parents' house. It's called Hot Dog Annie's that I used to go to when I was a kid. And I uh, brought him over there. He was like, this is the best hot dog ever. <laughs> I know. I know. I used to crush half and a dozen of these bad boys when I was in high school. So, yeah, it was a good weekend. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, well, let, let's do another, another round of Q&A. Uh, I got another, like, 30 questions. Obviously, we can't go all through them today, but we'll knock out as many as we can. If you guys have questions in the comments too, um, in the Facebook live stream, go ahead and throw them in there and uh, we'll get after it today. Yeah. And real quick for context too, if you guys listen to the podcast, join the free short-term rental secrets Facebook group. So these questions come from people in the group. So this is your chance. The group is totally free. Join it. We've got a little over 6,000 people in there now, I think. And uh, each week, Mike and I, Mike and I go live in there and just answer questions or talk through a specific topic. And uh, yeah, it's just another way for you guys to get direct contact with us and ask us your questions directly because the podcast is great. I'm a huge podcast fan. Whenever I'm in the car, there's a podcast on, but a lot of times you don't have an opportunity to ask your questions. So now you do. All right, let's do it. Uh, so I'm going to start with some of the basic questions that we begin. So we'll start with the training wheels. Would you suggest when setting up the business, just use a business license or an LLC? And would you need a license in each area, county, state that you're co-hosting in or just where you reside? 
trying to understand what they're saying by business license. But yeah, I mean, you're going to need to register in each state and you are going to want to have an LLC for sure. So the answer is yes and yes. And again, that's why I recommend just like keep it simple, man. Go and dominate one market and max that out and then maybe go to another one. But just go and dominate your own market and just save yourself all the headaches that I went through at the beginning of just going really wide. You don't need to do that. Yeah, definitely look up. Uh, I, I love you said that because like dominating one market just it allows you to have major, major focus. And you can also focus on your competition too. Like who's your biggest competition at the market and just get after them. Find their flaws, get after them. But yeah, definitely look up uh, what you need. As far as LLC, just like set up a basic LLC, business consulting, something like that. And then start start prospecting, like get that up and running. So another basic question, but what type of insurance is required or recommended for a co-host uh, besides a basic liability policy for the business? It's pretty much just what I go with, man. I've got an umbrella policy on me, and then we've got a general business liability policy. And then we ask all of the homeowners to add us as an additional insured under their general liability and commercial policies. So perfect. And this one, we're going to reference back, but what is the best way? Because this was asked a few times. What is the best way to get leads for new properties? Oh, for Christ's sake. We've covered this so many times, guys. Uh, what was it, like three weeks ago? We went yeah. deep on this. Like there, were, We went through like seven different ways to get leads. So I'm not going to repeat myself. Go back and watch that episode. Like we went deep for like 40 minutes on how to get leads. So go watch that episode. This is a better one. When do you know it's time to add a VA? to your time and what jobs do you get them to do for you? Great question. So the simple answer is it depends, right? And so the biggest thing that I can recommend, and I've, I've been beating this drum for years now after somebody drilled it in me was to do a two week time study, right? So make a simple Google doc, you know, Sunday to Saturday from whatever, 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., whatever, however long you're awake and you print it out. And then every 15 minutes, you fill that thing in and just write what you're, what you're doing. It's not just for work. Like, it's everything. So it's like, I got up. I brushed my teeth. I went to the bathroom. I worked out for half an hour. I had coffee. I showered for 25 minutes. Whatever, right? All the way down to like, and what that's going to do, first off, it's going to make you really pay attention to where your time is going. Because I, I know for me, especially at the beginning, it was like, I just don't know where the time goes. It's like, I feel like I don't have enough time. And then when you do this time study, you're like, man, like I spent this much time doing this. Like even I just got back, Kristen had a flat. So I, I called um, AAA to get it towed to Town Fair Tire to replace tire. That burned up 48 minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Like those are the things that like you just, you know, damn, I just lost almost an hour of my time today, right? When you start to focus on that, you get hyper, hypersensitive to like, where is your time going and how valuable it is? Then from that point, you look at specifically within your business, what are the things that are taking the most amount of your time? Most likely it's around guest communication, coordinating cleanings, reviewing the photos of the cleanings, submitting any claims, updating your listings, a lot of just the day-to-day -day, primarily around turnover. So when I hired my first VA, quite frankly, I went through four of them before I found one that worked and that was more on me than on them. I just sucked as a leader, but that's a whole other conversation. That was their shift was primarily focused around that turnover process. So making sure the previous guests had checked out, uh, making sure that the next guest got their code, making sure the cleaners had showed up, making sure that the cleaners finished, reviewed the photos, submitted any claims, and made sure the next guest got into the property without any headaches. That 
was such a weight off of me because at the time I was still working a nine to five job. Really, it was more like an eight to six job. You know what I mean? And so just having that peace of mind during the day was so huge because I'd be ducking out of meetings, trying to make sure everything was good and then going back to the meetings. And so getting that first person set up will save you so much time, but you got to do it the right way. You got to find the right person that's the right fit for you. You got to onboard them the right way, have your SOPs dialed in. And that's honestly what we focus on with the mastermind, quite frankly. And that is not a pitch. It's just like we spend so much time on that because that is the true key to getting your time freedom. The money's great. We know we can make money with short-term rentals, but how do you get your time back? That's the biggest variable in my opinion. 100%. I love that you said that because that's, that's what we hire for. Like at the end of the day, you hire somebody to gain your time back in some way so you can go focus your time on something else. If you want to focus your time on your other business or focus your time on building this business, you hire. That's the only way that you can grow. You can't multiply yourself. You can dial in all your systems and then hire somebody, but you can't multiply yourself. You can, you can get really close. And that's kind of what, Mike, I think you've done a great job on. It's like teaching us how to document all the systems so that it's, it's dummy proof, essentially. Right. So yeah, I hired my first one when I had, I think six listings and a baby on the way. Um, like literally the next month. And that was the best investment I have made. I've bought some, my first property I bought is a 98% cash on cash return. Like $260,000 house that does between 90 and a hundred thousand dollars revenue every year. But that's not even close to the, to the return I got on hiring Sean and now JC as well. It's just because of the amount of time that I'm getting back from having these guys do all the admin stuff, do the pricing, update the listings, talk to the guests, call the guests, respond inquiries, it's invaluable. So you could have two listings right now. You could have one listing right now and hire a VA and gain your, some of your time back and it may be worth it for you. So uh, I had eight, by the way, just to answer the question directly. I had eight when I had my first one, but I'd say, like Mike said, as early as you want, like it's more about like how quickly do you want to buy your time back and how much faster do you want to grow? Because when the day-to-day operations is off your plate, that just frees you up to do more prospecting for more deals. Next one, what, in your opinion, what's the best property management system for co-op state? I mean, that's, again, it's going to be based on you. And I will just say this, right? I use Guesty Pro and I've tested a lot of them over the years and none of them are perfect. Guesty has plenty of things that drive me bananas and drive my team bananas. None of them are perfect. So it's more looking at what capabilities do you need right now and what capabilities will you need as you scale? And that's one of the the big things that getting around operators that are way ahead of you. I remember I went to um, Eric Moeller's first Legends Mastermind back in, shit, I don't know, 2019, somewhere around there. And at the time, I think I had eight lift things and everybody else there had over 20. And just being around those people and seeing, I wasn't even thinking of the problems that they were thinking about. Like I didn't even foresee those things coming up. And after that mastermind, like I went in and changed my PMS. I changed some different things in my business. I updated my SOPs. And what I found is like the bigger you go, every once in a while, you you have to break your business and then rebuild it to keep going to that next level. And when you think that you've got it all figured out, that's a real dangerous spot to be in. So what I will say is for a clear answer, there's there's probably three, three main ones that I've seen whatever hundreds, what are we at? Five, 600 people in the mastermind right now active. 
there's three big ones. If you're brand new, a lot of people start with hospitable. That's what I started with. It's super easy to use, very easy to get it up, set up, you know, ultra user-friendly. And then the other two big ones are owner res and guesty pro. Those, those are the big ones. A few people use hostfully, uh, a few people use guesty for host. I think one or two use host away. There, there's so many of them out there, guys, but it's just doing your research and ideally talking to people that use it because they all sound good. They all look good on the websites and the demos that you see. But until you talk to people about it that are using it, they're the ones that are going to be able to tell you, yeah, it's great for this. Just know that you're going to have issues with this, this, and this. Yeah, 100%. All right, here's the next one. So do I have to know how to list or manage property on all OTAs? There are so many. Can I only offer Airbnb and Verbo management for a co-host deal? Or would that be like shooting myself in the foot? I mean, it depends on the property type too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for most traditional like vacation rentals, that's probably fine for now. That's how I started at the beginning. It was just Airbnb and Verbo. And then we got on booking.com. Then we added Expedia. Then we added TripAdvisor for a little bit. Then I added uh, direct booking website, all these different things. Like at the end of the day, your owners don't care as long as you're generating them income, right? Like, if you gave me a hundred grand and I made you 40 grand a year, would you care how I was doing that? As long as it was legal, obviously, like you wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Like it's all about getting them results. Yeah. So. hundred percent. And it's, it's just getting, setting the expectations up front of like, Hey, this, based on my analysis, this is how much I think your property really? can make. Um, and you can even do that, break that down from a monthly basis too. Like I tell all my owners what I expect them to, to make in 12 months. January, December, this is what I expect you to make. But internally, I also have targets for every single month. And I've showed this on one of these before. But if you have that, you can manage the expectations. And if you're not getting booked on Airbnb and Verbo, like you need to go on other channels to get your property out there more. Like I use Furnish Finder a lot and it's longer stays, but yeah, my pricing's right. So yeah, I would just say, focus on the revenue, focus on what you think the property can bring in. And then if you need to add more OTAs, add them but just know it's going to add more complexity as well. We did a podcast maybe six weeks ago, eight weeks ago about how to diagnose your listing too. Because I, I think the other underlying issue for a lot of people, and I saw somebody post this in the free group the other day. They were like, hey, I'm not getting any bookings. And I was like, you need better photos, bud. And the design wasn't great at all. It was like mediocre at best. That's not going to cut it anymore, guys. Like you got to invest in really good design you want good location, good design, good photos, like minimum, like that. It's not optional. Like it's not going to set you apart any, like that's just the bare minimum to even be in the game now. Every single one of my properties that I got in 2020, I've updated and added more amenities to and got new pictures, like every one of them. So you have to, you have to capture, have to capture the amenities in the photos and they have to be staged. You have to capture the location in the photos. And I'm not just saying like, the outside of the house. I'm saying like, what's nearby? Is there a lake nearby? Is there a restaurant nearby that you love? Is there a beach nearby? Like what's nearby that you can capture in the photos? Cause that's what people are coming there for anyways. And then also capture the experiences too. What are the experiences around there? Is there a farm? Is there a, you know, some great putt putt nearby? Like what's, what are the experiences that they, that they can have? And are you capturing that? Like, it's great to have a fire pit, but if there's no fire lit in your photos, it's going to look terrible. Same thing, and my biggest pet peeve is those black screens in the pictures, TVs, and you guys aren't Photoshopping 
anything into those TV screens. You absolutely have to. So this next question I'll take, but what about managing a co-host property website, like for direct bookings? So you got Airbnb, you got Verbo, that's easy, but how do you co-host a direct booking site? Well, you just add that property into your PMS. You create a direct booking website from there and you can market that as well. You can run Facebook ads to it. Super simple. You just have to add it to your property management system. Um, and the way that you do that is you just add their login details for Airbnb and Verbo into your, your property management system and then it's in there. So, all right, this is a good one. How do you handle potential clients that ask a million questions and ask you to give advice on how to improve their property and then ghost you? So this is like pre-sales, like before the contract signed. It seems they might be trying to gain free information and advice on how to do it themselves. Mm. I also think it's a mindset thing for you, right? I, I remember maybe a year ago, I feel like that comment kept coming up in the mastermind. Yeah. And I was like, suck it up. Like at the end of the day, like welcome to being in business. You know what I mean? Like at the, like part of it is your mindset. When you go into something and you're confident and you expect to close a deal, like you're going to close a deal. Every once in a while, you'll find some people that are going to want a bunch of free information, but give it to them. Like give it to them. Think of all the free information that I give out across this podcast, the podcast with E, the Facebook group, my YouTube channel, all of this. It's just free information all the time. And I don't expect anything in return. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, you just got to be okay with that. The first co-host deal I ever got, I had pitched the owner on rental arbitrage because that's what I thought I was going to do at the beginning. Then he was like, you know what? This sounds cool. I'm going to do it myself. And I was like, okay, that's fair. Um, but you're going to want to use these locks. You're going to want this PMS. You're going to want to use this pricing software, all these different things. Otherwise, it's going to be very challenging for you and it's going to become a job. He was like, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No problem. Six months go by, that same guy calls me up and gives me two properties, then introduces me to somebody else who's now my business partner on all the hotels, and he just gave me a third listing. So lead with value. Okay, If somebody's going to burn you, they're going to burn you. But it, at the end of the day, like I wouldn't sweat that stuff. Just shift your mindset to you are going to get a deal. If you put enough good energy out, it's going to come back to you. It's a law. It has to. So just keep putting good stuff out. That's it, man. I think we could talk about this for an entire hour, but Bill Face said this when he came down to one of our, our private events for the boardroom. He said when he's talking to owners um, and they even question his 25% management fee, he that's a red flag for him right away. If they say, oh, wow, that's pretty high, that's a red flag. Because they, they all they want to know is that, like, that percentage, not what comes with that percentage. So... The value is what you're offering. It's not the percentage is what you're offering. You're offering all these things to them. So you need to like lead with the value first and the free information. And you know, if you're starting to get that feeling that they are just here for free information, give them more, like overload them with this information. Cause there's a lot guys like Mike and I talk about this all day, every day. There's so much information that you can give them. And if they're, they're overloaded with it, what are they going to do? They're just going to ask you to manage their property for them, right? So if you start to get that feeling of like, hey, they, you know, they're asking for a lot of free advice, keep giving it to them. Give them more. Hey, have you thought about this? Like if they're ghosting you, give them more value. Give them more free information. And then they're going to come back and they're going to be like, all right, 
I can't do this anymore. Can you do this? Because you're, you're basically going to tell them, hey, what you're doing right now is you're not doing it the right way. You need to be doing this. So at the end of the day, they're going to come back and be like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to work with you. And then you can choose whether or not you want to work with them. Like that's a, that's a big, big thing that's not talked about. I think enough is working with the right people. You want to work with people that see the value in the things that you're giving them and the information that they're giving them and your management fee too. So. I like to work with successful business owners because they understand the value of their time. Somebody that's making half a million dollars in their business, they don't want to deviate focus from that business. Why would they? It's good, like to what? Make an extra 20 grand a year to them? It's not worth it. They value their time. Successful people value their time. Media, I don't want to say, middle class and lower middle class, they are willing to trade time for money. Wealthy people, they will not do that because they know that their time is better spent doing other things either making a higher return on their time or just spending it doing things that they want to do with who they want to do it with. Right. So. And I always harp on that too. In the pre-sales conversation too, it's like, this isn't worth your time. Like I'll say that to them, like managing this property, like I want to make this as passive as possible for you. And when they hear that they're seeing value in their time and me valuing their time as well. So I'm, I harp on that always as like, this is something that I've perfected, right? And I'm always working on improving. And you don't want to be like having to mess with pricing or the listing or anything like that. I'm going to take care of it. Um, and you're going to get a check every single month. You know, let's, let's, let's do some simple math on this, right? For shits, right? Say, say the property brings in a hundred grand just to make the math easy. And you're charging even at 20% management fees, you're going to make 20 grand, right? And let's say the person's going to manage it themselves. At a minimum, let's say they spend 20 hours a week, right? So 20 hours, 20 hours times 52 weeks, that's 1,040 hours. So 20 grand divided by 1,040. That's $19 an hour, okay? However, that would be if they were working nine to five. We're not factoring in that 9.30 p.m. call on Christmas Eve that the stove isn't working at the property that you just rented this family over Christmas or the call from your neighbor that your guest is asking to light off fireworks in the backyard on New Year's Eve or whatever. All those late night calls, is that worth 20 bucks an hour to you? Like, really? You know, so you can always just play with the math too. 100%. 100%. This is another really good one. And I'm going to take this one too, because this is one that was asked in our private mastermind but I think it's a really good question and um, the right guy answered it. So Chris Petsy answered this question um, because he's there. So question says, let's assume a co-hosting business has scaled to 50 units under management. Also assume the average product diversity. What is a perform a net profit on a 25% management fee after overhead, salary expense, VAs, subscription, retention initiatives, et cetera. And so um, Chris Petsy, he, uh, he was on Freedom Fridays a couple weeks ago in the Facebook group. He's got 53 live co-hosting listings. And then he's got a bunch that he and his partner also own as well. I think he's up to like 73 or 74 listings total. They're on pace for a 61% profit margin this year with four full-time VAs, a full-time director of operations, a full-time revenue and marketing manager. And he said they could probably cut some fat 
and land some higher revenue units and get profit margin up to 65 to 70% without additional hires, which that's what the plan is going for. So he's at 61% profit margins at 53 live coasting units. Pretty damn good. With a full team, right? With a full team. We texted Petsy on Tuesday night to go golfing the following Wednesday morning, and he's in. You know what I mean? Like, he's pretty remote. He's just leading the team at this point. So, not yep. too shabby. Yep. Yep. He's got his business model is just is one that we're, I mean, he's teaching to replicate. And I've stolen a lot of stuff from him and just a huge asset to, to our community. Well, so, let's do one more. Let's do one more. This one's pretty easy. What tech platform is best for email blasts to generate co-host leads if I've already accumulated a significant list of property owner emails? I'm probably not the guy to ask that question, <laughs> to be totally honest. There's a million of them out there. Yep. I mean, honestly, you could use MailChimp. You could use ActiveCampaign. You could use Brooke Fouts' Vintory platform. You could use Bill Face Market, my STR platform. It's just consistency and getting your message right and just staying consistent. Like cold outreach is a volume game. And I think most people underestimate. I was just going through uh, Alex Ramosi's new book, $100 million leads, right? He's like, if you're not direct, if when you're doing cold outreach, if you're not hitting at least 100 people a day, every single day for 100 days, you're not going to get shit. So think about that. You got to hit 100 people every day for 100 days. Are you willing to do that? I mean, if you are, Boom. It doesn't matter. Just pick an email provider and just start doing it. Just do it. Or quite frankly, put in some time and send it from your personal inbox and like personalize. I'd almost rather see you vet that list, see if there's any type of connection with that person and send personal emails. I feel like your odds are going to be going way up if you go that. He talks about it in the book. So it's just 10xing your effort. What I did is I just focused on building key relationships with other investors, real estate agents, lenders, title companies, brokers, and basically got them to funnel leads to me. That was my approach. Instead of having to do a shotgun black. Oh, yeah, I think it's, uh, and you mentioned it too, but looking internal and seeing like, what are your strengths? If your strengths isn't like digital marketing, then don't do, like, don't go all in on putting a website together and like email marketing. Like that's not going to be your strategy. If it is, go for it. I've seen... Lots of people be successful with that. But look internal and think, all right, what's my background? What's my strengths? Am I good with people? Am I not good with people? Like, how do I look at myself and see where where's the lowest hanging fruit that you can take advantage of? So, yeah, and I've used Mark My SCR. I think it's a good platform for doing that. It's email blast. It's, it's super simple. So you can use that. We got a couple questions here. I'm not exactly sure what this one. Do you take incremental margin in consideration? My cumulative profit margin isn't the most impressive, but each new property was very high margin given the software and team doesn't increase as much. Yeah, so. Um, each new person that you bring on, right? I've, I've talked about this a lot, right? You get to a certain point and you're working way too many hours. You hire somebody, your profit margin goes down, but it positions you for more growth. So then you go back up. And then same thing, you kind of tap out on your time and then boom, you take a hit and then you go back up, right? Mike and I just did this on the, on the whole coaching side of the house, right? We just hired a lot of people because um, we were just scaling and helping a lot of people and we needed more people to help those people, right? So yes, profit margin goes down, but it positions us for more growth to add more value, continue to deliver the best product possible, and then it sets you up for more growth. Same thing on the property side of the house. 
that's normal. That's good. 100%. And then one more. When co-hosting in tax season, what help or what do you offer to the owners? I mean, at the end of the year, they get a 1099 from us. And then I send them a P&L that breaks down everything for them. So that's what they give to their accountant. If their accountant has questions, I'm happy to put them in touch with my CPA. And then they can take it from there. But I don't position myself as a tax expert or anything else. It's like, hey, here's the P&L for the year. Here's how much the property brought in. Here's my fee. Here are all the operating expenses that I paid for. And then here was your net payout. Here you go. That's it. That make it easy. Yeah. And I, you mentioned it, but if you're not a tax expert, like don't give out tax advice. Yeah. You can educate them with like things that you've listened to. Hey, I listened to this podcast. Maybe it's beneficial for you. It's around like tax savings for short-term rentals. You can send them that. But like, yeah, <laughs> send them to their own CPA who's responsible for their tax returns. So sweet. Well, that's, that's all we got for today. Love it. A lot of good questions. Again, if you're not in the free Facebook group, make sure you guys join, man. It's totally free. You get a chance to ask us your questions. You can post your questions in the group. You'll get feedback from me, from Mike, from all the other coaches, from other members that are in that group. So yeah, man, take advantage of it. And we are now in September. We're getting towards, you know, we're past halfway point. We're coming up on Q4 here. So now is the time to push. I've said this the last five years running. Every year I do a big push towards the end of the year and I always add to more portfolio because everybody else tends to start to cool off. And then they're already thinking about, all right, well, I didn't hit it this year. What's my goal going to be for next year? Don't be that person. Keep pushing. Keep pushing right now through the end of the year. So that's all I got. Hope you guys have an amazing week. and We'll talk to you soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.